You're listening to VO Stories, Episode 70. Today we're talking about a hot topic, voiceover rates. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tina Zaremba, voiceover talent, mentor, and good old-fashioned storyteller. I believe we all have a story to tell. We can all learn from one another. I created this podcast for you, the VO artist, who's ready to embrace all that your VO journey has to offer. You'll be inspired, informed, and transformed as you learn from industry experts, VO talents, and my insights from 15 years in the industry, having voiced national commercials to promos and everything in between. Success in voiceovers is more than just a snazzy voice, and this podcast will help show you the way. Thanks for listening. What's up, everybody? You are here. You showed up. You are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's episode is all about money, 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 money. Actually, we are talking about rates, voiceover rates. A lot of talent are having to wear many hats in this new era of being a working voiceover talent. And a huge hat we wear, like a big, big, big beach hat. Huge hat we wear is establishing rates with clients. This is a heated topic. A lot of people have strong opinions on this topic, as they should, and I'm no different. But before we dive into my thoughts, I want to share what my friend, talented voiceover artist, and known on the socials as Voiceover Beach, Mr. Steve Kett, has to say on managing voiceover rates. Negotiating rates. Wow, this is a, this is a bit of a thorny thicket. Because let's be honest, when you're first starting out, you just want to book a job and you're willing to take a rate that you're going to look back on years later or months later and go, why did I do that for that? So once you've gotten past that and you're really now starting to maybe book more jobs, some of that could be because you are so you know willing to negotiate down in the rate. And now you're starting to realize, hey, wait a minute, I'm worth more than this. Let's start with the GVAA rate guide. That's a really good link that you should almost have as a hot button in your bookmarks up on your computer. I would go through it from time to time. Just take a look at the different categories and keep yourself familiar with it because it does change. And they're pretty good at monitoring where the rates are. And it also factors in, I'm pretty sure, the, the union, non-union, everything. And it's just a really good resource to give you at least, uh, not a starting point, but where the bar is. Sometimes you, you want to make sure you're not going below that bar. But other times you may go, you know what, if you can get me close to this rate... And by taking that website and then maybe even emailing the link to the person you're talking with or negotiating with and just say, hey, uh, here's where rates are that are monitored by this Global Voice uh, Academy organization. And they constantly are monitoring these rates. And I think that carries a little bit of weight. But let's, let's back up and start with the beginning of your conversation of negotiating a rate. When somebody's asking for that, maybe fire back to them and go, well, what's your budget or what did you have in mind? And wait for that response. Then see what that number is and compare it to what the GVAA rate guide says. 
Now, that may be light years away, but then maybe you are willing to meet them halfway or you just say, hey, I really need to get closer to this rate because this is what the going rate for that is. And we haven't even talked about usage and time. Those are really critical, important factors. Um, if you're doing stuff that's only going to live for maybe a month or a couple weeks or for a one-time only, maybe it's a corporate presentation VO at a conference or something, that's you know something that maybe you're willing to negotiate a lower rate on because you, you know it's not going to live out there forever. The last thing you want to do is give something away dirt cheap and have it live out there. And we've all done that. I mean, I, I've got stuff that I did tags for that have been running now for three years. And I'm like, ah, why did I do that? But you live and learn. And you just don't want to get boxed into a category or a product or a brand or something that somebody years later could come to you and go, hey, man, we did a search on Vimeo and YouTube. And, and here's your voice for this. And, and we wanted you to be the voice for us but that's our competitor. So you don't want to put yourself in that position. So it's critical that you limit the usage period. You know, maybe it's a year, six months, three months, whatever. But again, the GVAA rate guide will show you what the industry minimums and industry standards are. You know, it's 13-week flights and, and things like that. But you just don't want to give something away in perpetuity. That's just a big no-no because it's going to really come back to bite you in the butt. So try to limit the time frame. The Find out where it's going to be used. You know, is it going to just be used on the radio? Is it going to be used in TV? And when people say to you, well, it's just going to be on the internet, my response to that is, well, the internet's everywhere. The internet is bigger than broadcast television. Think about that. The internet is bigger than broadcast television. It reaches the entire globe. So you don't want to just be throwing away, oh, it's only going to run on the internet. When somebody says that to me, that tells me one of two things. They're really trying to lowball me and see how stupid I am, or they just don't know. And you've got to take that opportunity to educate them. And you always want to try to keep these negotiations uh, on a very conversational, friendly, not adversarial approach. Look at it as an opportunity to educate somebody as to what the going rates are. Maybe they just don't know. And if they got that website, the GVAA link in their bookmarks going down the road, maybe they'll be throwing better rates at all of us. So that's my two cents on negotiating rates. Find out how it's going to be used, where it's going to be run, and for what period of time. Don't give it away into perpetuity and try to stick right around the GVAA rate guide. And you'll find that you are probably going to make a pretty doggone good living as you start booking work. Hope this helps. Mmm, lots of golden nuggets in there. Thank you, Steve. I want to highlight a couple of things he mentioned that I feel is just invaluable advice. So first, please check out the Global Voice Acting Academy Rate Guide, GVAA. You can Google that. No, this is not an affiliate relationship. They don't know me. I don't know them. But it is an amazing resource. I believe if you go to their website, there's a tab called 
resources under there, you'll find the rate guide. Their rate guide covers an array of categories from commercials to corporate narrations to museum tours to everything in between. And what's so great about it is it lists ranges for the various types of work. So a low rate for, you know, if you want to do an online video explainer to what would be middle rate to a high rate. And as Steve mentioned, this rate guide is being constantly updated, so it's current. Also, Steve suggested asking a potential client, what is your budget? I love that. I see so many new talent, especially, that are just, they're so excited. They got a job. Woo! And they just want to take it. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's see if this rate is, you know, a, com- a fair offer. What's so great about asking the client, what is your budget? It not only gives you a moment to breathe, but to research what is the going rate out there right now for the job that's being pitched to you. Also, don't take offense if they've given you a low number and also don't think you have to take that number. I'm going to talk about this more a little later, but know your worth. Lastly, I really, really think that Steve made a huge point, at least he did to me, when he stated that the internet is bigger than broadcast television. Yowza. So as talent, it's important for us to consider the brand, product, service we are voicing for, and if it's going to be on the internet, how long is it going to be out there for? If you want to make the decision to let it go for in perpetuity, that means it's going to be out there forever, and you don't have any usage rights to this, where you're going to be paid every three months or six months, just know. I feel it's better to know than to blindly just sign something away. Listen now to the lovely, talented, and so down-to-earth Carrie Olson as she shares her thoughts. I think this is such a relevant question of how to negotiate well and and just how to approach that conversation or or even that idea because it looks different for new voice actors versus established voice actors. So just to name the obvious, I think that most new voice actors are so eager to book work that they're willing to, you know, that that's even a question for them. I think for established voice talent, you know, you kind of say, I'm not doing anything for less than this. And if you are not going to pay this amount, then I, it's just not worth my time. So, and that's, you know, the, a privilege of building up a clientele or, or being established. Uh, I think that's, you know, just true in all industries. At a certain point, you start to fire your lower paying clients, so to speak, and, and focus more on the, um, the type of work that you want to be doing with the type of clients that you want to be working with. But I know that that can be seen as a luxury and that when you're brand new, you know, sometimes you just want to work. You just want to book that first job. So I think it's important to to know yourself in that sense. Um, and I think it's also important to realize that you're not tied into anything. So um, if you're a brand new voice talent your career is, it just is going to look different from someone who's been doing this for, you know, 10 or 20 years. So, and that's good and that's okay. That is um, to be expected. So when I was first getting started as a voice actor, I did accept lower rates. I never went bottom of the barrel, so to speak, but definitely was taking on 
work and jobs that I would not do today. Um, but those are the things that kind of got me started. And I knew I had this um, established in my mind that this was not my standard. This was me on my way, so to speak. And as I built up my business, I raised my rates and my standards for what I would accept, um, you know, as a decent rate for me changed. And as far as the idea of staying grounded and not giving in to fear and scarcity, I just think that you cannot let yourself go there. I think that I cannot let myself go there. Once I start thinking, well, I, I better take this job or this, you know, you know, this was my bottom line. The client is only willing to pay, you know, 50% of that, but I really want this job. What if I don't um, ever get hired again? Once you start letting those fearful thoughts in, I think that affects not just your income, but it also affects the way you feel about your business. I think it it bleeds into your reads because I think that, you know, when you're behind the microphone, what's going on in your life comes out. Um, and you also don't want to do something that you're going to regret later. So let's say you take the job for half of what you wanted and you're happy to get that money in the moment, but then you have to go and record all of this work and do all of this work that you're trained in, that you put money into learning how to do, there's a good chance that you're going to resent the fact that you took that money in the first place. So I think it's important to have a long-term view. Um, for me, I try to have a long-term view of um, of rates and negotiation and what this means, not just in the moment, but for me as a voice talent overall in the industry and also for me uh, tomorrow when I'm recording this job that uh, that I should have gotten paid more for. <sighs> Don't you feel calm when you hear Carrie speak? I do. Having a long-term view for what you want to be paid and could be paid for various voiceover jobs, it's a must. Thank you, Carrie, for stating that. Now, I mentioned earlier, know your worth. While this may feel like it doesn't pertain to rates or voiceovers, I'll share this is what's helped turn the ship around for me on my own voiceover voyage. Voiceover voyage. I like that imagery there. All right, because it's been a voyage. When I let go of the feeling that I'm not enough, that I'm not worthy, when I started allowing myself to, I, I feel myself choking up with tears because it's pretty powerful when you allow yourself to start feeling abundant for all that is in your life. From the people, to having running water, to, heck, just living in this country, all of it. I believe if we can feel into that abundance, that is always there. When it comes to negotiating rates, whether you get paid the industry rate or not, the conversation will be so much easier. The work will flow. And you won't be making decisions out of fear. And at the end of the day, we're either making a decision out of fear or out of love. There's no in-between there. So you've heard a lot of good stuff from both Steve and Carrie. It's critical for us as talent to be educated on rates. And it's equally as important for us to know our value. Thank you for listening in. You are here in this moment in time. You are abundant. Until next week, here's to owning our voices.